0: much you can save. That's policygenius.com. One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate. But not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about 26 ways to find real estate deals. of mastermoney.co. And today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to be talking about 26 ways to find real estate deals. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at mastermoneyco and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. And if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube as well at Master Money on YouTube. Now today, we're going to be talking about one of the most fun processes when it comes to real estate investing, to me at least. And one of the most fun things you do while you're real estate investing is finding properties. And what you're going to find out is you have some really good skills In some of these certain areas, we're gonna talk about 26 different ways to find deals here. And you may have certain skills that really work well with some of these ways, and you may have skills that really aren't gonna work as well for some of these other options. So I want you to think through this a little bit and say, hey, which one of these methods will actually fit my personality? Which one of these methods will actually help me find more deals? And which ones will actually work in my area? So today, As we go through some of these, and some of these may be new to you, if you're new to real estate investing, there's a lot of different ways to find real estate, and once you start to figure out and gain the knowledge of how to find some properties, specifically off-market properties, then you're going to have a really good chance of finding some really good deals, but you have to master this skill first, and this is one of the baseline skills you need. You need to know how to run the numbers on properties. You need to know how to get your financing in order. You need to know how to find deals. Then once you get the property, you need to know how to set up those systems and put them into place. So this is one of the core skills that you need to have. So we're going to go through a bunch of them. So I don't want to waste any more time talking on the top end here. So if that's something you're into, let's get into it. So the first one's not going to be a surprise to anyone. This is going to be one that everybody knows how to do this. It's to look on the MLS or look on Zillow or Realtor.com, any of those places to try to find a deal. Now, those deals are few and far between right now. These deals are something that is very hard to find at the time of recording is because it's a very hot market. And honestly, in any market, typically you're going to find really good deals off-market more so than you are on-market. Now, the difference between off-market and on-market are when deals are on-market, it means they're on the MLS, where you can Google a deal, you can go to Zillow, you can go to Realtor.com, and you can say, hey, what is on the market right now? Deals that are off-market are deals you have to go and hunt down. We're going to teach you how to hunt down deals today. But on market deals, what you want to do is find a real estate agent who specializes in investing, who knows how to run the numbers, who knows what a cash on cash return is, who knows what a cap rate is, and have them help you find deals. Now, another option is if you want to find deals on the MLS, you can go get your real estate license. Like, I have one where I live. And the only reason why I have my real estate license is to be able to walk into any house whenever I need to. That's the only reason why I have it, is to invest into real estate. So those are your two options when you're looking for on-market deals. The second one, this is probably my favorite strategy of all, is to drive for dollars. So the way you drive for dollars is you go to neighborhoods that you want to invest in, and you start to drive around. And what you're looking for is you're looking for vacant properties or properties that are not being taken care of. And when you start to do this, you're going to realize you're going to find addresses, and what you want to do is as you drive around, maybe their grass is too long. Maybe their mailbox is stuffed, packed with mail. Maybe they haven't been taking care of the house. There's paint chips. There's no furniture on the porch. There's a number of different things that you can look for to find a distressed house. And there's a couple of options here. Either someone is having a hard time affording that house, A, or B, someone doesn't actually live in that property year-round. Both of those options are fantastic options to try to find deals, because if the property is in disrepair, then you may be able to get a deal on that property, because maybe they don't want it anymore. They're trying to figure out a way to get rid of it, and they just didn't want to go through the hassle of getting rid of that property yet. So here's how driving for dollars works. As you drive around, you find those properties in disrepair that you see. So these aren't on market at all. You're driving around and finding these properties. Then when you see one, write down the address. Now, I used to do this all the time. And what I would do is I would drive around for one to two hours and then I would write down the addresses and I would get 30 to 40 addresses every single time I started to do this. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna start to compile a list because if say you work full time, if you do this once a week, every single Saturday, you know you're gonna go drive for dollars for one to two hours. You're gonna start to compile a list over time that's a few hundred addresses long. Then what you do is you go home and you research who owns the property. The way to research properties is you go to your specific cities property appraiser or your specific county's property appraiser. So type in the county you live in and then property appraiser, and you can search for properties and who owns those properties by doing that. This is public information that you can find out. Then what you want to do is once you find out that information – You send them a letter. Now, if you've never sent a homeowner a letter, the best way to do this is to do it with handwritten letters, where you actually sit there and you handwrite letters. I used to write about 10 letters every single day and send them out in the mail. The reason why is when you handwrite the letter and you handwrite the address on the envelope, they're more likely to open it. Maybe they think it's something from a family member or something along those lines. They're much more likely to open that letter than they would be in any other situation. Then you want to say, hey, my name is Maria I buy houses. Would you be interested in selling your house to me? You leave your phone number. It doesn't have to be a long letter. You could just leave your phone number, handwritten, say, would love to chat if you'd be interested in selling your house. And that's how you drive for dollars. And as you do this over and over and over again, what you're going to realize is every 40, 50, 60 letters you send out, people are going to start responding. Maybe they text you. Maybe they call you. It depends on how you set it up. But you're going to see that people are going to start responding because those properties in disrepair for a reason. Either they don't live there or they can't afford the house. Number three, if you're a real estate investor you want to buy more property, you need to let everybody know. If you go to a church, let everybody at your church know. If you're in a club like a Rotary Club or a Toastmasters, let everybody there know. Wherever it is you hang out with people, make sure everybody knows that you're looking for real estate and you're a real estate investor because word of mouth spreads. And what's going to happen is one of your friends or one of your colleagues is going to have an aunt or uncle who's going to say, I'm really looking to sell my house. I got to find someone who wants to buy this property. And all of a sudden, they say, hey, my friend Maria... Buys houses. Maybe she'd be interested. They connect the two of you, and that is how you get additional deals as well. I've gotten two deals just from this strategy alone. So making sure that you spread the word and give an understanding to everyone around you. This is what I do. I like to invest in real estate. Even if you don't have your first property yet, you can tell people this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking to buy a property. If you know anybody who wants to sell a house, please let me know. The fourth one is to participate in real estate clubs. Now there's two types of real estate clubs one of which is you can go and you can do a real estate meetup where you're meeting other real estate investors. Sometimes they have speakers every single week and you learn about properties that are available in your area. Then there's also deal-making real estate meetups, which both of these you can find properties at. The deal-making real estate meetups are ones where people go only to buy and sell property and typically they're always off market. And this could be with wholesalers, this can be with other real estate investors, this could be with just other investors in general. And everybody's looking to buy and sell properties. Now, we have a couple of these in my area here where they have both options. One is a deal-making meetup. One is just for traditional real estate investors. And just Google search your local area. You can look at Google Meetup and a bunch of other places. There's also bigger pockets, meetups, and things like that where people can network and get together and buy and sell real estate. Number five is to do direct mail marketing. So we just talked about that a little bit here. But direct mail marketing is when you send letters to people in areas that you want to invest in. So you can buy lists from different companies online and things like that where you can buy things like non-owner occupied properties. So you can find a list of people who are potentially snowbirds if you live in a warm climate or something along those lines where potentially they may want to sell their property because they don't live there year-round. You can buy probate lists, which is folks who have just passed away and the properties are handed down to their families and their families don't know what to do with those properties. You can send letters to those addresses. You can find all these different types of lists and you can send letters out. Now, the most effective letters, like we talked about, are handwritten letters. But there's also services who will create the letters. They will envelope the letters. They'll put stamps on the letters for you so you don't have to worry about that Process. The problem is it's a lot more expensive to do it that way. If you handwrite letters, it's going to cost you whatever a stamp is at that time, 53 cents, whatever it is right now, to send out each and every single letter. Now, you can also do it with postcards, which are a little bit cheaper because the postage is a little bit cheaper. And if you handwrite on the postcards, then you could do it that way as well. But letters work better because people are more likely to open it because there's a handwritten address on the front of the envelope. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to make it look like it's a friend or a family member just so they open it. Because if they are interested, you want them to open it. If they're not interested, then don't worry about it. Now, typically, when you send out direct mail marketing, you want to make sure at a minimum you're at least sending to that address five, six, seven times. A lot of people, it takes a little bit of time before they make a move. Now, you could do this monthly. You could do it bi-monthly. If you want to do that, you want to do one list the first month, another list the second month, and just alternate back and forth for a year so that each person gets that letter every other month. There's a bunch of ways to do this. This does work. It really does work, but you want to start sending out at least 300 a month so that you can get the numbers out there because this is entirely a numbers game. So finding these off-market properties by sending these letters is costly. It's more costly than just going out and doing some of these other steps that we'll talk about, but it's not the most costly thing on the list. The next one is to identify Free foreclosure properties. So right now, as I'm recording this episode, there is a lot of foreclosure properties that are either backlogged or coming to market very soon. The reason why is during the pandemic, banks were not allowed to foreclose on people for obvious reasons. So there's become a backlog of foreclosures if those folks did not pay. So I've talked to a lot of foreclosure agents in my area who specialize in foreclosures, and they have a very large backlog with all the banks of foreclosures that are just sitting there and waiting to be released. So you can look up properties that are in pre-foreclosure, meaning people who have not paid their mortgage in the last 30, 60, or 90 days are in danger of losing their house. And so you can come into play and say, hey, you don't have to lose your house. You don't have to get foreclosed upon and have that on your record. I'll step in here. I'll take over your mortgage so you're helping people out. This is a win-win situation. And I'll give you some additional cash on top so that you can get some appreciation on this property. And then I will take over your mortgage and then you walk away free and clear. And what they do is they assign that mortgage to you and work through that. So there's lists of free foreclosure properties. Even Zillow shows these now. You can look on Zillow and say, hey, What are these pre-foreclosure properties? Who is not paying their mortgage? Because it's public information that comes out there. In addition, some banks release them with addresses as well, depending on the bank. So you can call up your local bank and say, hey, do you have foreclosure lists that you put out? And they will send you those foreclosure lists, or they have a, a search engine on their website as well. The next one, and this isn't as common as it used to be, but you could show up to the courthouse steps. So a lot of properties that get foreclosed on actually go to auction especially if they don't pay their taxes or something along those lines so you can go to public auctions and a lot of people do this sight unseen they stand in the courthouse steps and they buy these properties now this is a very risky way to buy real estate because you can't see the property you can't see what the after repair value is going to be you can't see the condition of the property and people who do this you must have cash so in this situation you must have cash to be able to do this but you could do auctions as well now there's online auctions Or you could just show up at the courthouse steps every single week whenever they have it in your local area. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking Account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at chime.com slash pfp. That's chime.com slash pfp. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankorp Bank Corp Bank or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. We're driven by the search for better. This show will get a seventy-five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need indeed. One of the hardest things about managing your money A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash PFP for your extended 30-day free trial. Number eight is to check out eviction records. Now, eviction records are very interesting, and this is something I would specialize in because what would happen is I would find eviction records that was happening over and over and over again on a property, and what that means is there's a tired landlord who is managing that property which doesn't know how to manage a rental property Properly. They don't know how to put the right tenant in the property and things like that. So what I would do is I would check eviction records and then I would call the owner or the landlord and say, hey, do you want to sell? It looks like you're having issues with this property. Would you be interested in selling? And a lot of times, if they're a tired landlord, they just don't want to deal with the property anymore. So you can get a good deal on properties like this because they're just tired of dealing with it. And if someone comes to them with a strong competitive offer, then they're definitely going to be willing to sell that property. So this is something I used to do all the time. I love this strategy. And you can really do well doing this just by finding these types of properties. And what would happen a lot is I would find a really good property that a landlord just didn't know how to manage and I would redo the whole inside and flip that property. And you can make a lot of money doing that as well. Number nine, and I used to do this every single day when I was aggressively looking for real estate, is post an ad on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace every single day reason why I would do it every day was to move it up to the top of the list every time. So you could say something like, we buy houses or I buy houses. Put your phone number down below. Say, hey, I buy single family houses or I buy duplexes or I buy small multifamily houses. And you say what you do and what you're looking for every single day. It's a copy and paste thing. Make a Google Doc, copy and paste it once a day. Just set yourself a reminder every single morning and make that out. I've gotten phone calls off that just by doing it once a day. It takes you 10 seconds once you set up the initial listing. Along those same lines, search Craigslist. You can search Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace for four rent properties, people who are looking to rent their property and it's taking them a long time. Sometimes they'll start putting them up on Craigslist or they'll put them up on Facebook Marketplace. And when that's the case, you have the landlord's phone number. So you can call that landlord and say, hey, I see this property you have for rent. Would you be interested in selling it instead? And this is just another thing. This is a numbers game. Finding rental properties is a numbers game. So understanding how you can do this is incredibly important. So as you start to just make all these phone calls and pursue all these properties, stuff just starts to happen because the landlord may say, I don't want to sell this property, but I have other properties I want to sell. Or they may say, I have friends who want to sell other properties because landlords know other landlords and people who own rental properties. Real estate investors know other real estate investors and they can get you hooked up. Maybe you find a mentor. There's all kinds of things that can happen when you call people. Number 11. You can buy a tax lien. So, you can actually buy a tax lien, which means somebody didn't pay their taxes and you can get the right to buy the property and get a great deal. So, this is for some investors the primary way they get deals. Because what happens here is if someone doesn't pay their taxes, you can buy the tax lien. And then, what's going to happen is if they don't pay their taxes and catch up very soon, then you have the opportunity to buy the property at a much lower price, at the assessed price, which is much lower than what it would go for typically on the market number 12 you can put a sign in your yard specifically if you own commercial property you could put a sign in a very busy area and say i buy houses or we buy houses put your phone number on there because these signs actually work you see those bandit signs on the side of the road all the time and a lot of areas those are illegal so if it's illegal i wouldn't do it but if you can do it on your own property if you own commercial property or you know somebody who owns a property in a busy area and you can do one of two things say hey I will pay you a monthly rate for me to put a sign here that says I buy houses so that all these cars can see that I buy houses. The second option is if you have no money, you can give a percentage of the deal. So if you find a property and you want to find a seller finance property, then you can give them a percentage of the deal once you get that property just for letting you put your sign there. Anybody who calls this number here and says, I saw your sign at this location, you give them a percentage of the deal. It doesn't have to be a big percentage. It'd be 1% to 2%, but it's a win-win for both sides. Number 13, this is probably one of the most expensive options, is you can rent a billboard. So you might see billboards in your area that say, we buy ugly houses or we buy houses. You can see those billboards all the time. Those work for a lot of people. Now, they're very expensive. It's thousands of dollars a month to be able to do that. But if you do that, it's an old, archaic way of advertising. I think there's a lot better ways to do that, but you can do that, and it works for some investors that I've talked to. Number 14, this is a newer version of how to do this, is use Facebook or Instagram or TikTok ads to put out to your local area, and you can target these all the way down to real estate investors in some situations. Now, I have no experience with TikTok ads, and a lot of TikTok users probably don't own rental properties, but if you use this with Facebook or use it with Instagram, you may be able to find real estate investors in your area who are looking to sell properties. Now, there's a bunch of courses and things out there that you can find on how to utilize Facebook ads because it's a very, very robust system But if you can figure out how to do it or you know how to do it or you can hire it out, then it's something I would definitely look into because you can hit a lot of people for much lower price than it would be to say rent a billboard. Number 15, create a radio or podcast commercial. So I don't know about your area, but in my area, there's a lot of podcasts for just the local real estate alone in those areas. And you can create a podcast commercial or you can create a radio commercial that says I buy houses, here's what I do, here's my phone number, here's what I'm looking for, that type of thing, and put it on those shows. And a lot of these shows, if they're local, if they're talking about local real estate, they're gonna have a much smaller audience. So it's not gonna cost you very much money to advertise on those podcasts because nobody else wants to advertise on those podcasts and you're gonna be the perfect person to advertise. So that would be a great option as well if you have a specific location that you can target within some of these podcasts. Number 16, and this is a good one. This one everybody can do is look for for sale by owner signs. So for sale by owner is the actual owner of the house is trying to sell the house on their own because they don't want to pay a commission to an agent or whatever the reason is. You can go look for for sale by owners and just start talking to those owners and saying, Hey, would you be interested in selling this property? Now I have done this a ton of times and I've never gotten a property from a for sale by owner sign. The reason why is what I found, at least where I live is that all the for sale by owners, they want more than what an agent is willing to put on the market for. And that is why they're doing for sale by owner. So, Typically, they want higher prices, but if it's a for sale by owner and it looks like a distressed property at the same time, you may get lucky. So it's worth it for the numbers game to continue to call for sale by owner signs. Number 17. Now, this is less likely in the current market, but browse expired listings. So what expired listings are is when an agent signs a listing deal with a homeowner, what happens is they actually have a certain amount of time that they have to sell that house. If they don't sell that house in that certain amount of time, they have to either create a new contract or it can expire, and then the homeowner can go find another agent who is better at selling that house. So when these listings start to expire, they're getting close to expiring, usually the homeowner is very frustrated. So you can get in touch with those homeowners and say, hey, I see this agent hasn't been able to sell your property. Would you be interested in selling it to me if this listing expires? Because they would have to utilize the agent if it hadn't expired yet. And a lot of times people could be interested in that for a discount so they don't have to pay another agent and pay those fees. Number 18, now this is not my forte, this is not something I like to do, but some people are made to do this and they do very well doing this. I have a lot of real estate investor friends who get a lot of properties just by doing this. What they do is when they do something like driving for dollars, which is what we talked about on the top of the show, when they drive for dollars, then they go knock on the door. Now this is not my cup of tea. I'm telling you that right now. But a lot of people do really well doing this. And when they knock on the door, then they introduce themselves, they do their sales pitch and say, hey, if you're ever interested in selling this house or if you wanna sell this house, here's my number, here's my information. You're gonna get a lot of doors slammed in your face. You're gonna get a lot of people who are mad that you even knocked on their door, but also you're gonna get deals. And door knocking is very effective where you can meet a lot of people because what happens is somebody may say, hey, I'm not selling this property, but the neighbor down the street told me they're interested in selling their property. Maybe you should go talk to them. And all of a sudden, once you start doing this, things just start happening. So it's definitely worth doing, especially if you have an outgoing personality and are willing to put in the sweat equity. If you do this for just a couple of months, I promise you, there's a high chance that you may be able to find a deal or at least get some really good leads. Number 19, place an ad in your local newspaper. So this is another archaic way of advertising. I'd rather do some internet marketing if I were you. But you can place an ad in a newspaper because a lot of people who read the newspaper are at the age where they've owned a house or they know people who own houses. So Doing something like We Buy Houses, give it a try, see if it works. If it's not working in your area, then I wouldn't keep doing it for six to eight months. I would try it for a couple months, see if you get any phone calls. Number 20, post an ad in a landlord magazines. So most areas have landlord magazines or local real estate magazines where you can put an ad in there. And that's where a lot of people are looking to buy or sell houses. So it's a great place to put your ad in that location. And it's usually not as expensive as something like a newspaper. Number 21, If you're really good at SEO or search engine optimization you're really good at building out content, then start a blog. Say, for example, you start a blog and you live down in Miami and you say, here's the best places and the best attractions for Miami. And you could talk about all the great things that you can do in Miami. Then when people visit that page because you're ranking higher on Google when they're trying to look for things like that then they can learn about what your company does and that you buy real estate as well. So content marketing is one of the best ways to get into real estate. Now, this is a lot of work to set this up, and if it doesn't work, you wasted a lot of time. But if it works, you can really do well with content marketing. I mean, you can get tens of thousands of hits per day just by content marketing and knowing what you're doing. Now, you can also hire this out and have somebody do it so that you don't have to do all the work, and it's gonna cost you 10 to 20 grand to do that. But if you do it yourself, You got to learn a skill, and in addition, you're going to get some deals out of it. Number 22, make sure your website is search engine optimized. What does that mean? Understanding how to get your website to rank high on Google for specific keywords or search terms is very important. One you would definitely want is we buy houses and your city that you want to invest in. That would be one that you'd want to rank on the first page on, for example. So making sure you learn the skill of search engine optimization so that your business or your LLC that you invest in real estate with is ranking high, is very, very important. So another great search term would be something like, how to sell my house fast, or I want to sell my house now. And when you're the first one that comes up, you're going to be the first person to get clicked. And they're going to look through your website. And if you can figure out how to get those keywords, you're going to do great when it comes to finding deals online. Number 23 is you could pay for ads on Google. So we just talked about Google in the last two as well. But... If you pay for ads, you can also rank on the top for those search terms by paying Google for Google ads. Now, some locations, it's gonna be a lot cheaper than in other locations. If you live in a remote area, you're gonna get Google ads much cheaper than you would if you're in New York City, for example. So making sure that your location is cost-effective is the way to do this. Number 24, is to buy deals from wholesalers. Now, if you don't know what a wholesaler is, what they do is they find the deals with all the strategies that I'm talking about right here, and then they're the middleman. So they find an owner who wants to sell their property, then they take a commission, and then they sell the property to real estate investors. And what they typically do is compile a list of real estate investors, an email list or a text list, and they send out the property every time they get one. Now, wholesalers can make a lot of money, and it's a great way to get into real estate investing if you don't have any money. But getting on these wholesaler lists is going to be really helpful for you because sometimes you're going to find deals in there. I'm on a bunch of them, and some of them are really annoying. They send me 10 emails a day. But you're going to find out who's too annoying and who you can actually handle. And there's a lot of wholesalers in every single area. You can search for wholesalers, but you're going to find a lot of them at these real estate meetups as well. where they're going to find properties for you, and they're going to take a 10 dollars dollars $30,000 commission, and then they're going to send it off to you as well. Now, wholesalers always know how to run the numbers typically, so make sure you find an experienced one who knows how to run the numbers because typically they know and understand what the numbers will be and they inflate them a little bit. So just be a little conservative because usually their numbers are a little higher than what it actually is. Number 25, you can go to probate sales. So probate sales are when someone passes away, their family sells all of their items. Typically it's inside the house where you do a walkthrough of the house. And when they do this, it could be like their furniture, for example, or their kitchenware, their housewares, all those different types of things. And you can go to these probate sales Find out who the owner of the property is or who it's going to, and then you can talk to that person and say, if you're ever interested in selling, here is my information. In these types of situations, you want to be delicate as possible because they're going through a grieving period. So you do not want to be intrusive whatsoever. You don't want to be the guy or girl who's walking in there trying to shake their hand, act all business-like while they're trying to grieve through this process. But you have to have a specific personality to be able to do this. But you can go to these and find deals by doing this. And then last one, number 26 is search online marketplaces. So there's a bunch of places that you can do this. They're usually niche specific. So like, for example, LoopNet is great for commercial. MobileHomeParkStore.com is great for mobile home parks. There's a bunch of different ones that are very specific. So if you're looking for very specific types of properties, search these online marketplaces as well. Make sure you get alerts for what you're looking for. Now, this is the 26 ways that we have to find real estate deals. There's other ways that you can find real estate deals as well. but These are 26 great ways to start. Now, thinking through these, Think through which ones would fit your personality, which one actually interests you and excites you, and then go after some of those ways that interest you. There's no one size fits all to this. You could try a bunch of different ones and have a bunch of things going at once because, like I said, this is a numbers game. Real estate and finding real estate is a number game, especially in hot markets like we are in right now. But even in not-so-hot markets, you want to make offers on as many properties as possible. So this is what you're doing. You're trying to find off-market deals because typically off-market deals are, are better priced than on market deals. So you want to make sure that you're looking for as many off market opportunities as you are on market opportunities as well. Now, if you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at MastermoneyCo and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player. You love listening to this podcast, too, and if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube as well at Master Money on YouTube. We're going to have a bunch more real estate content coming up, so make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. I can't wait to share all this new stuff we have coming for you guys. We are so excited about the future of this show, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a lot about how to find different rental properties. Again, if you guys have any questions, hit me up and I will see you on the next episode.